Hey guys, it's Rebecca. Thanks for tuning in. We are officially at the last three chapters of Ephesians and thank you guys so much for staying patient with me. I've been having different health problems the past few weeks, so it's been kind of rough, but I am okay and I have even realized it's by the grace of God that I am able to do things for him. We are going to look at Ephesians chapter four. I have been waiting to do this for so, so long. All that blabber aside, let's just jump into it. It says on verse one, therefore I, Paul, the prisoner in the Lord. I thought it was interesting that he wrote prisoner because at the time he was writing this, he was in prison. And it just shows that anything that you do, you are doing it for the Lord. The second half of verse one to verse two, it lists all these wonderful things like humility, gentleness, patience, loving one another, and all of that in the unity of the spirit as we talked about in this book. That's the type of image that the church has to have. So I wrote, do I reflect that? Does my church reflect that? But on a bigger note, do I reflect that? Because we can't impose change on others if we don't look at our own heart first. So that's just a note that I kept to myself. And then of course, I loved verse six because it says, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in all. And I love when the Bible uses these kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but it just says things like from him, through him, to him are all things. And just, it stresses how this whole life, it's through him. I can't really explain it. And I hope that you guys can understand my broken pieces of thoughts and uh, I don't know, formulate words with it. And we're gonna move on. And from verse seven through 11, it talks about the different gifts um, God gives his people. And I cross-referenced 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, and I wanted to read that first. Verse 4 through verse 6, it says, Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. It's so cool because I was reading Corinthians as I'm reading Ephesians, as I'm reading Romans, and all of these just connect, and I love it when I can cross-reference things. Okay, nerdy note aside, I wanted to point out that God gives us different gifts, and I think as our tendency as people is to look at what other people are doing and just wonder, why am I not doing that? Why am I not like that? And not only is that the way we do it with life, like we're, let's say we're at a certain place in our life, we'll look at another person and be like, why am I not there yet? Or when am I gonna get there? Or how am I gonna, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think the same thing happens for us in ministry. When you're in the ministry, you look at, other people who are doing other things for God and being like, why am I not doing things like that? Why am I not going on missions? Or why am I not, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And I, I think we have the tendency to do that, which is why he addressed it here. And he addressed it many times in the Bible that God gives different gifts, but it's all for this one purpose. And the bigger picture of this seems to be that make sure that our eyes are on Jesus, regardless of what other people are doing and what other people's gifts are. We need to look at Jesus and do the work for him and him alone. All right, so we're at verse 12 and it says, 
equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. That is a jam-packed verse. I'm going to try to unpack it as generally as I can. The best way I can describe these two verses is that it illustrates the purpose of the body of Christ. Now, as I said earlier, I was reading the book of Corinthians and one of the main themes that just kept coming on over and over is just how you should encourage the church and build up the church and build up the church and I just said that over and over and I just wrote it down and I wrote in my journal how the purpose of the church is to build up one another and I just took a moment to just sit and think, am I doing that personally? Am I building up the body? When I hang around with my Christian friends Am I purposefully and intentionally building up the body? And then on verse 13, it says, Growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. God desires for us to grow mature in our faith. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, through all the way to the end. It talks about how babies, they need milk, but soon they should be able to step away from milk and eat solid food and it's just saying how as believers we should soon be able to grow from our faith and become mature and growing mature is important because in verse 14 he says then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching by human cunning with cleverness and techniques of deceit. These people were getting swayed away from their faith because they didn't know the truth. And you won't know the truth if you are not growing mature in your faith. And so he gives that warning also in Hebrews chapter six on the first couple of verses. And he gives it again in Ephesians right here in verse 14. That's just one reason of why we need to grow mature in our faith. And then verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into him who is in the head Christ. So even if there are people trying to sway us away from our faith, speaking lies and all that, we still speak the truth in love to them. And regardless, we still focus on Jesus and grow into him. This is one of my favorite verses because it uses the word grow. And I love plant-related analogies. But we grow every way into him who is the head, Christ. That's what I desire in my life. That in my life, that I am constantly growing in Christ. And I'm not just being stagnant, but I'm genuinely growing in Christ. And so verse 16, And from him the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working for each individual part. You guys, when I read that verse, it's just so beautiful that I'm just like, okay, it's so beautiful. I cannot comprehend it because it's just that beautiful. But if you kind of sit and think about it, it's just saying, because of Jesus Christ, who puts us all together in this body, we're able to love and build each other up in love because of Jesus. And it just kind of restates that everything is from him, through him, and to him, that all things are possible. So in this last half of chapter four, it talks about who we were before Christ and now who we are in Christ. And whoo, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> I love how it tells us how we used to be before Christ. For one, in verse 17, it uses the word futility of our thoughts. Our thoughts were 
pointless. They were useless. And it's interesting because during that time, we probably wouldn't say the things that we thought about were useless. It just comes to show that without Christ, without dwelling the things of Christ, those are all useless. And it reminds me of Romans chapter 8 verse 5. And it says, for those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of the spirit. And on verse 19, it says, we gave ourselves over to the promiscuity of the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. We gave ourselves to our fleshly desires. And that perfectly describes how I was before Christ. Okay, so now we're at verse 22 through 24, and I have to read it because goodness, goodness, it's so good. To take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of truth. I love this so much because it shows a process of us being the old person that we were, the old creation and being changed into a new creation, a new, a completely new person. It was also interesting how it said the word to put on the new self. Because sometimes I think people might wonder, well, when Christ saved me, why do I have to put on a new self now? You know, like, what if someone asked that? So I want to talk about the three tenses of salvation. The past tense of salvation, the present tense of salvation, and the future tense. And I'm so excited because I love this. The past tense is justification. It's you've been justified before God the moment you have been saved. The moment that you received him into your heart, you are made pure, you are made holy before him. All because of him. That is a gift. You haven't done anything to earn it. You have done nothing to contribute to it. You have been delivered from the penalty of your sin. That's why your past is forgiven and it's clean, okay? The present tense of salvation, something that is working right now as we speak, the whole idea of putting on your new self, the whole idea of being renewed is sanctification. It's when you choose daily to set yourself apart, to choose the things of God, to submit to his will, that is sanctification. It's when you are being delivered from the power of sin. Now we've been delivered from the penalty of sin. We no longer have to suffer the consequences of sin, which is death, but we have to be delivered from the power of sin every single day. Like the Bible says, there is a spiritual war going on. In fact, that's later in Ephesians. So anyways, we have to be delivered from the power of sin and that is sanctification. And that's what it's talking about right here when it says to be renewed in the spirit of your minds to put on your new self. When you were walking before Christ, when you were living your life before Christ, we would choose things of our desire. We would choose whatever that we wanted to do. And this is just saying that now you have a new life in Christ. You must choose the things of God and you have to intentionally do that. And I realize we can't do that at all if we're not letting the Holy Spirit lead our lives. And we can't let the Holy Spirit lead our lives if we don't take the time to listen. The Holy Spirit speaks to us, but if we are too busy to listen, 
we will never, we will never submit to the will of God. I want to encourage you guys to kind of sit and think, are you letting yourself do that? Are you letting God work in your heart? Are you putting on the new self every day? Now the future tense of salvation is glorification. This is something that's going to happen when we pass away and we go to heaven to be with God. And this is the final stage. And basically it's when we are glorified, our bodies are changed to be immortal. This is when we are delivered from the presence of sin. So there's justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification is being delivered from the penalty of sin. Sanctification is being delivered from the power of sin. And glorification is being delivered from the presence of sin. Oh my gosh, I just wanted to say hallelujah because I really love that so much. And I wanted to leave that with you guys as well. So as we read from verse 25 all the way till the end, this is what it's referring to. It's referring to sanctification. That's why it's saying, speak truth to one another. When you're angry, don't sin. Don't give the devil an opportunity. And it's just saying all these kind of things that when you speak, you should build up because this is us being sanctified, us choosing to put on a new self every day. And on verse 30, it says, and don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. To be sanctified, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God and Spirit living inside of you. When you are not doing the things of God, He is grieving. Let that be a moment of reflection. And that's how I'm going to close out this chapter. I hope you guys benefited from this study and that I hope it was interesting and helpful and all of that wonderful stuff. So tune in next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.